I'm Jack Moylan, and you're listening to Let's Talk Business, a podcast geared towards young professionals served with a side of witty commentary. At Lutz, we rally around the mantra, make light, meaning be lighthearted, illuminate solutions, and create energy. We hope this episode will do just that. Let's make the complex simple. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Business. Today, we are talking about 401ks, and here with me is Lutz Financial Investment Advisor, Chris Wagner. Chris, if you could, please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here at Lutz and background, hobbies, whatever you feel like. Thanks, appreciate that. Yep. What I do here at Lutz is kind of head up our retirement plan division for within Lutz Financial. So what does that mean? That means really working with companies on helping them set up 401k plans as well as helping their employees make sure they're utilizing them to the best of their abilities. Nice. So where were you at before this field, I ask it? I spent from 2004 to 2016 at a large insurance company here in Omaha. Got it. Okay. And so then you made the jump over to, to Lutz and Lutz Financial. So you mentioned that you, you know, obviously you take care of the 401k division of Lutz Financial and you help companies with their 401k programs. Do you also manage or help support Lutz's 401k program? We do. We also, the same type of 401k plan that we talk to companies and their employees about is, is the exact same 401k plan that we have here at Lutz. Nice. I feel like that tends to put people at ease when, at least from my end, talking with clients about technology, if I say, well, this is exactly the same thing we just did as a company, you know, that kind of, that tends to put them at ease. You're not trying to ask them to do something that you're not doing yourself. Absolutely. So we, we eat our own cooking, so to speak, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Even Which sometimes you don't want yeah, to. Yeah, I was going to say, like, right now, now, if it's up to cooking, that's yeah. not going to be good. No. Well, I think the best way for us to do this is maybe just talk about, you know, a 50-person company, 100-person company, walk through what a 401k plan is, because it's going to vary greatly. But how does it work from the 401k plan perspective, from the employee's perspective, and then maybe from your perspective as well, you know, if you don't mind walking through that process? Yeah, so a 401k, that, whether it's at Union Pacific or whether it's at uh, Chris's Auto Body Shop down the street, 401k is just the area of the tax code that explains what retirement plans are. So there's some leeway, meaning that companies have the ability to decide how they set up those 401ks. But as it relates from a participant standpoint, the 401ks that we all get to participate in may have different things that we invest in, but there's not going to be much difference whether you work at Walmart or again, you work at Joe's Auto Body Shop down the street. Right. You know, I've had 401k plans through Vanguard, through John Hancock, are you setting up clients with 401ks for other custodians or are we essentially their custodian? Yeah, so custodian is basically just the place that holds the money, right? It's right. the bank. Okay. So it's the bank of the 401k. So when money leaves my paycheck as an employee, where does it go? Right. Right. And that's what the custodian is. So those custodians, there's a lot of different ones, right? What you're talking about is Vanguard is the actual place where our money is being invested. That's kind of just held at the bank. Right. So yes, those vary greatly from company to company. That's probably the least important part of right. you know, 401k plans. Right. Okay. You know, for someone that's, I guess, just getting out of school, do you have any suggestions or things to look for when analyzing a 401k plan of a company? I mean, does, do all companies offer 401k plans? Does retirement look differently in different organizations? Yeah, so a 401k plan, if you look at it in its very simple terms, right, it's, it's just a 
savings plan or a retirement account that is sponsored by a company. Okay. So companies can decide if they want to have 401ks or not. If your company does have a 401k, typically the easiest place is you're going to know that while you're going through a hiring process, right? Or if not, that's a definitely a question that you need to be asking because it's an extremely important benefit. But if the company does sponsor a 401k, then yeah, then it's very simplest terms. Also, what it is is it's an easy way for you to start saving money directly from your paycheck going into a retirement account that you're not going to be able to touch for you know, 30 or 40 years down the road when you're going to need money because you're hopefully not going to work because you don't need to work anymore, right? Right. It goes directly from paycheck to retirement account before it hits your bank account, right? which typically can be a bad thing, right? Right. So I guess in that sense then, I mean, there's, you know, going from paycheck to account, the situation for Roth, it's, it's taxed when it's pulled, right? So... Is there a typical, and I, I know we're going to jump around here, but that's, this is my conversation, my thought process. So, right. So we can do that. It, Roth is obviously tax rate when it's taken out. And that's, is that typically advised for folks that are younger in the, in the workforce or just depend on your philosophy on when you want it to be taxed? Yeah. So if you're a 401k plan, right, there's, there's usually two ways if I'm starting in a 401k today, right? The first decision that I'm usually making is one, do I want to participate? The answer, unless you have some extreme debt or something you need to do payoff, is yes, right? So answer number one is yes, I want to participate. Question number two that you have to answer for yourself is, all right, I'm going to participate. How much money can I afford to take out of my paycheck every single paycheck, right? right. Is that 3%, 5%, 10%, whatever it is, but we need to figure that out. Third decision is what you just talked about, right? And that's how do I want to contribute to the 401k? So most 401ks today are going to allow you to contribute in two different ways. So one is on a pre-tax basis. So money comes out of your paycheck. You want to put $100 a paycheck into your 401k plan. If I'm doing it on a pre-tax basis, that money is withheld from my paycheck prior to income taxes being held. Is that referred to as traditional? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good Good point. Traditional, traditional 401k, right? Okay. Money's held prior to income taxes being withheld from a paycheck. So that money then gets invested how I, how I select it. Grows tax deferred until we reach age 59 and a half where we can start taking it out without penalty. At that point in time, as I start taking it out, that money has never been taxed before, right? Right. Nor has the growth of that account. So as I take it out, I'm going to pay whatever ordinary income taxes on that money within the bracket that I'm in at that point in time, right? Or, which is a better way for most young people today, right, is I can choose to make my contributions on a Roth basis, like you talked about, right? right? So a Roth basis is just going to be contributions after tax, right? So that same $100 comes out after taxes have already been withheld from my paycheck, right? $100 gets invested into the same investments that I selected. That's going to grow tax deferred. Let's fast forward to the same year of 59 and a half or 60. Now, when I go to take the money out, I've already paid taxes on my personal contributions, so I do not have to pay tax again. But the biggest advantage is if I'm 30 years old, that's 30 years worth of growth that I've had in my account, which I never have to pay taxes on. Right. So you've almost essentially taken that bucket of money out of the taxes. Right. So for young people, 
that could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more, over a 30-year period of time. So typically, yes, your, your Roth option is something that all young people should consider within the 401k. What are some scenarios in which a traditional would be better out? Some various options would be typically older people that don't have the you know runway for the money to grow. Different place in life, so you're just... Yeah, and you, you're probably at a really high income level, so maybe you need some of the tax deductions today. Uh, that might make sense, but Roth is becoming more and more advantageous for most people. Right. Uh, there's a very clear benefit to a 401k, which is the however much your company contributes to it. What is typical? What's standard? What should you look for? What should you maybe look at as a red flag on that level? Good question. So this is where your original difference between a what a company like Union Pacific does versus Joe's Auto Body Shop, right? Union Pacific or your very large organizations are typically have much larger balance sheets, much larger cash flows, and you may see them contributing more on your behalf. Whereas the you know local small business down the street may not have the ability from a cash flow standpoint to contribute that much, right? So I would tell you that that typically company contributions that they're going to make in addition to your contributions are usually made in a matching formula. So basically all that means is Jack decides to put in 4% of his pay, right? Maybe the company matches 4% then, or maybe they match 2% of the 4%, whatever it may be, right? But there's some type of formula that's there. You know, until the recent few months over the last four to five years, the amount of money that companies have been matching has gone up. You've seen a constant increase in that. We'll see what happens with, with what has recently happened with the COVID things, but I would tell you that typically it's anywhere from about a three to six percent contribution rate that you're going to get from a company. But most of them it's it's a match, right? So if a company matches up to six percent, you personally are gonna have to put in six percent of your own money in order to get that. Right. Yeah, that was my next question is how standard is it that you know you have to, like you said, it's a match. Is it typical that it's kind of a stepped approach to that where you know let's say they match up to five percent but you only put in three percent will they then only match three percent or is it a different scale on how that how that's related there is a cost for right just yeah personal it, yeah it company, company to company i would say typical it's it's a hundred percent of what you put in up to a certain percentage right right so like you said if it's a hundred percent up to six percent that the company is going to match I personally, if I put in 6%, the company's also going to put in 6%. Right. I put in 3%, the company's only going to put in 3%. Right. So typically, that's kind of the matching formula that's right. there. And that's why it's typically advised that you max your whatever the match is because, I mean, that's just money you're leaving out on the table. Yeah, always, at least at a minimum, right? Try to get to whatever the match is right. because else you are leaving money on the table. But don't just stop there if you have the ability to do more. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people do is they say, okay, what's my company match? Right. And then they do it. So if the company's matched with 3%, they'll okay, oh, I just want to do 3%, right? Not understanding that it's probably, it's going to be beneficial that you're saving something, but that's not going to get you to where you need to go. Right, right. And uh, yeah, something, one thing that I've heard that's pretty consistently heard in conversations about investments and retirement <coughs> is... You know, when you, when you get a raise, increase your match by a percent. Every raise you get, increase it a percent. If you can, obviously. It's, it's, all, it's all within your means. I mean, it goes back to your very first point was, well, I guess number one was, was put in, but then number two is figure out what you can put in. 
right? I mean, which comes down to being able to budget your income and, and figure out you creating habits, right? Right. So yeah, first thing is is one just start, right? Mm-hmm. That's and you hardest, never see that. That's the hardest part to do, right? Right. 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 Even if it's at one percent, right? But try to get up to at least the match, right? right? I understand sometimes going from zero to five or zero to ten may be a little bit of shock to your living style or your budget right away, right? Mm-hmm. So don't overextend yourself. That's the last thing you want to do, right? right. But back to your point, just start, right? Mm-hmm. I don't care where it is. Personally, what I do is on my birthday every single year, right? That's when I increase it by 1% because right. if I'm at 5% today and then all of a sudden a year from now, I go from five to six, I'm never even going to notice it, right? Going from zero to five, you might notice, but five to six, not going to notice a year later, six to seven. Right. Do it on your birthday or do it during the time of the year where typically companies will give raises right. or your company will give a raise. Next thing you know, five or 10 years later. Maybe, I don't know about you. I don't know how far you have to retirement. Maybe less than 10 hopefully, years. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> I am getting old. Yeah. We, don't need to, we don't need to go down that route. We're talking about good, positive retirement things. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. It's probably a scary thing for some people, but- like you said, think about it as a, it's a, it's your bank account. It's your savings account. It's your money, right? It's being taken out of your paycheck prior to it being put into your account. Makes the, a lot of sense. The reality is it's the easiest way for you to be able to create a habit of saving money, right? right? Because it goes directly from your paycheck into an actual retirement account right. without you ever having access to it, right? So that's the biggest benefit of one of 401k. Do you know how long 401ks have been around? Or the concepts, I mean, obviously the concept of a savings account's been around for a while, but 401k itself. I don't know exact dates. It's within a tax code probably in the 60s or 70s. I mean, back then, a lot of times you had pensions and stuff as well. So whereas that was kind of the way America saved for retirement was through their pensions. Right. Today, it's the 401k. So they've been around. Now it's just kind of a normal thing, right? Is there a different tax on 401k? Is that no? Is that why it's in you know in the tax code, or is it taxed at your income tax bracket whether whether it's when you put it in or take it out? Income tax. Okay, so it's not like it's because it's a retirement account; it's taxed less or anything like that. It's as it relates to your income. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I guess you know we talked about how much you should contribute, what what percentage you should contribute. When it comes to you know, it, it is an investment account, right? So you do have freedom to choose where it's invested in your four hundred one k. Right. So can you talk about, you know, some of the different approaches to what you should invest in as far as more risky investments or more safe, you know, I guess equities or government bonds and things like that. I mean, how do you come to those decisions and what, what options are there? Yeah. So the, the options that you're going to get available within the 401k are typically going to be determined by your employer. Right. So the options that we have available in our 401k may look totally different than what you had available when you were at Union Pacific, right? Right. So typically a 401k is going to give you a list of various investment options, right? That range from stocks to bonds and everything. So while picking and choosing those things, especially at a young age, one of the other types of investments that's commonly involved in 401ks today are called these target date funds. Ever heard of them? Yep. Right. So we have them through Vanguard within our plan, right? right? Very low cost. It's basically you're able to set your retirement on autopilot, right? So you don't have to be a genius about picking individual stocks or picking individual mutual funds, right? You just say, I want to put 6% of my money in 
and it will automatically default you into one of these target date funds that will invest at 25 and 30 and 35. It's going to invest the majority of your money in you know thousands of different companies from around the entire globe. Mm-hmm. And then as you hit 40 and start continually getting older, it's going to divest you from some of those companies and it's going to start investing more in fixed income or bonds, which are less volatile on the short term, right? So it's kind of just an easy autopilot of helping investing on your behalf so you really don't have to do anything, which not doing anything is probably going to be the best route to take. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you said that those target rate funds, those are through, you know, through a provider like Vanguard, there's hundreds. Well, I was going to say, as far as us internally, though, our specific plans and options at LUS, those are determined by you guys. Right. Now, it is then up to us, though, to adjust those in our portal, you know, through our provider. Right. right? You know, so it's up to me at 40, 45 years old to say, all right, I'm going to pull out of the stocks and, and move a little bit more into fixed income, like you said. Well, it is if you're not in a target day fund. Right. If you're in a target date fund, that's automatically going to happen on your behalf. Right. Again, you literally have to do nothing. Right. Other than put the money there. Right. And let Vanguard manage it for you, and they're going to gradually make it more conservative as you get older sure. on your behalf. Sure. It's a completely hands-off approach, which is easy to do. Now, there's going to be a bunch of other investment options that you're usually going to have access to. Uh-huh. Those, you have the ability to go in and pick and choose and, and build your own portfolio, so to speak, if you want. Right. And if you choose those options, right, then yeah, you're going to have to make ongoing decisions and be engaged with what's happening in your life, right? Which it's very tough for us to separate our human emotions from how we make decisions as it relates to investments, right? You mean all of a sudden start going out <laughs> and they want to pull it out? Oh, you, something weird. you have no idea the conversations I've been having over the past month. I right? bet it's been pretty <clears throat> intense. It is. Right? Yeah, though. So for young people in particular, right. I tell them you don't need to get fancy to be successful at this, right? Most of the time, extremely basic is going to win the race. Right. So get to a savings point that you need to and put it in one of those target date funds and go enjoy life, have fun. Don't even look at your statement until you 20 more, 20 years down the road, right? Right. Because it's not going to matter. Right. And when you do look at your statement, there's going to be times that you look at it and you're like, holy cow, I just made, you know, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars And there's other times you're going to look at it and you go, holy cow, right? Like my account was $100,000 and now it's 70, right? Right. And if you look at it, that's going to cause you to do bad things. Or stress out. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to stress out. It's let it do its thing. That's, that's a good thing, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Or stress out, right? Go enjoy it. Have fun, right? You can't, you can't do anything about it today anyway. Right. And, you know, the likelihood of the odds is it's going to be great going forward, right? So you don't need to worry about it, right? Yep. Go enjoy life. Yep. What great advice from your financial guy? Just go enjoy it. Well, I mean, I always tell people, like, you don't need to pay for statements. Right? Like, the best times is probably just making sure you're putting enough money in saving. Right. And if you're in a target date fund, you're probably going to be allocated fairly properly, right? There's nothing more you need to do, right? Everything else that you do from there just is a chance for you to screw things up. Sure. Right. Whether you intend to do that or not, that's all it does. You bet. You bet. So put in, start, determine how much you can do, pick a target fund, ride it out, enjoy your life and increase every year by a small amount. You don't even notice it. So simple, right? 
That was, like, that was thousands of dollars worth of advice. Right? <laughs> yeah, this is, we might have to put this one behind a paywall, bro. <laughs> um, you can still go out and get a retirement fund, though, outside of your 401k, right? I mean, I, you can go to your bank. You can go to, you know, online to TD Ameritrade and, and set up an IRA, right? And yeah. What do you think about that to supplement? Well, it's great if you're, if you're going that way. And I, I would tell you it all depends on what 401k you have access to, right? So the one downfall sometimes of 401k plans is you don't have the ability most of the time to make choices on what you're offered to invest in, right? right. So unfortunately, sometimes those people making those choices and giving you those options maybe aren't totally qualified to do that. So it can be expensive. They could be not the best choices, in those cases, right, it probably makes more sense for you just to go buy that same target day fund in an IRA right, at TD Ameritrade and not pay anybody to do it, sure. right? The other downfall with that, though, is how much you want to save. IRA is going to limit you on how much you can save. 401k has much higher limits. So if I'm 38 today, I can put in up to $19,500 of my money, either in a pre-tax Roth or a combination of those two, right? In a four hundred one k, right? I can't get to that amount inside of an IRA. You can't. Do you know what those limits are? I think six thousand or sixty five hundred. I don't know. Really, six five hundred a year that yeah. you can put into it. Interesting. Where, where does that? I mean, where does that come from? A limit like that come from? IRS. Right. I mean, if if the money's being taxed, it's being invested. Well, is there certain predatory practices out there that are trying to avoid from you know investment firms that are? I mean, what? A Roth IRA, that's put in after taxes, right? Right. Right. You can also open up just regular brokerage accounts that have nothing to do with an IRA or retirement account. And sure. There's no limits on that. Sure, right. 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 It's essentially just a bank account you're gambling with in the stock market. Well, it's not called gambling. Yeah, right. Right. Like, so, I mean, <laughs> lately, if you look at Roth. You mean you don't like Robin Hood users lately? <laughs> buying lots, <laughs> lots of just, Warren Buffett's. Oh, I've got a roommate. <laughs> don't worry. I know. <laughs> it's, it's been booming and then today and you know that that happens but yeah i guess you don't like me calling your profession gambling <laughs> I, I would tell you that the vast majority of people who are investing on their own are actually probably gambling they're not investing right right, right. what we try to help people do is actually invest right not gamble which is the slow and steady approach right right i mean you know it's funny because i've i've had a conversation with you now and justin and Joe Don, I mean, we've had plenty of really quality conversations about money and saving and budgeting and investing. And people say there's no, you have no idea, you know, what the market's going to do. And you have, you know, it's volatile and you, you, you know, you really don't, there's no answer to making money. And, and it's like, yeah, I, I get it. I understand a piece of that, but actually there is, it's put it in slow and steady, add to it over time. And you know, enjoy life. Enjoy life, right? I mean, the market will take care of itself as long as you have the time, right? Right. I mean, I get hit by a bus three years from now. Great, that four hundred one k didn't do me anything, right? But or if I don't start participating until I'm sixty years old, yeah, exactly. Exactly, no, it is. I mean, I I still don't have a crystal ball, so I don't know who else has has crystal balls if they know what's going to happen in the next minute, hour, two hours, right. or. 10 years of our lives, that would be great. So right. the biggest key is put the money in, invest, diversify, right? Which just means that you're investing in a whole heck of a lot of companies. Right. That also means you're probably never going to have the best performer, right? So 
Right. If you're out having beers with your buddies and you're talking about your Robinhood accounts, right? right. Like sometimes they're only going to tell you about the new like biotech stock that's going <laughs> yeah. to cure COVID. The two dollars that Trump mentioned on the talk. Exactly, it's going to cure COVID and it's yeah. up like hundred percent. Testing is really cheap, yeah. and they produce these tests. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, like you ask them about it two months later, and it's bankrupt, and you got no money. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so you don't have any cool stories like that when you're doing yeah. that, right? But you're saying, oh yeah, I, you know, I just I was talking to one of my buddies that does it the other day. I was like, yeah, I put a whole bunch more money in a total stock market fund, right? Like it was awesome. I bought like three thousand different companies. Like yeah. it's it super cool. <laughs> And I read all of their, yeah. all, I, and I can't look at anything else. Right? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, essentially putting a $2 ticket on, on each horse in the race, you know, you're not going to hit the, the long shot, but the long shot's not always going to hit, you and, know, and you don't have to, right? Markets have rewarded people for investing long periods of time. There's no reason to take unnecessary risks when I can achieve everything that I need to achieve right? and make it to happy hour in time without having to. Yeah. Without having to spend too much time or stress or worry. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to look at it. I'm going to start investing. I'm going to determine how much I can invest. I'm going to choose a target fund so I don't even have to think about it. Or an index fund. Right? Index, fund, cost index fund. Right. And increase your investment every year and enjoy yourself. Do you have any other tips, any other topics, anything else you wanted to you know talk about or tell the people? No. I think you summed it up. Cool. Keep it simple. Yeah. Doesn't have to be fancy, right? The whole key is is saving and mm -hmm. continuing to save and enjoy yourself. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks. Absolutely, appreciate your time. You've reached the end of another episode of Let's Talk Business. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on your podcast app, Spotify, or iTunes. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to make light.